0: Welcome to this episode of the Security Clearance Careers podcast, Clearcast, your source for security clearance, intelligence community, espionage, national security, and defense contracting updates in our exclusive interviews with intelligence community and government leaders. Hello and welcome. I'm Jill Hamilton, Editor at Clearance Jobs. Thanks so much for joining us. Today, we're going to be chatting with Alexis Wales, Associate Director of Threat Hunting at the the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. We'll be talking with Alexis about her role at CISA and her career path to the agency. So, Alexis, thanks so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Awesome. So can you talk to us about your role and the work you do at CISA, and even maybe explain what threat hunting is?
1: Absolutely. Uh, I currently, as, as you mentioned before, am the Associate Director for Threat Hunting, which is one of the coolest jobs, I think, that you can have uh, in the national security profession. And I'm lucky enough to work at the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, where we're really pioneering new approaches to this uh, tradecraft that we call threat hunting. So threat hunting itself is pretty self-descriptive. We work in the cyber domains, so everything from network infrastructure to cloud infrastructure to mobile domain infrastructure. And we look for threats. We look for bad guys. Our job is to uh, do the nearly impossible, which is to find uh, the unknowns, to find uh, those areas of badness that others uh, have not been able to find or weren't aware that they were experiencing. So our, our job is pretty cool. It takes a lot of intelligence to do it. Um, and we've got great partnerships and other things to uh, talk about with you guys today.
0: That's really great. Yes. Looking for the bad guys. That's definitely the coolest job out there in national security. So um, can you tell us about what your career path looked like? You know, How did you wind up in the position that you are to, in today?
1: So I had a little bit of a long and winding road to get to where I am uh, over the past 15 years or so. You know, I start a lot of my um, discussions with folks who are interested in careers within the cybersecurity field um, by explaining that, you know, I was motivated to get into national security or or security as a a discipline Um, during 9-11. I was in college when... The uh, attacks of 9-11 occurred and, you know, was very, um, as as many people were uh, here in in the United States, very, very motivated to support my country and to do something uh, about uh, the new kind of culture of fear that had uh, become pretty pervasive. So I, you know, explored different graduate school options. Um, I was coming from an undergraduate degree in anthropology and history, where uh, ironically or interestingly enough, I had been studying fear, vulnerability, uh, different uh, parts of the human experience, and was able to pivot from that exploratory work from a very human aspect over to uh, security studies or security policy studies at George Washington University. And it was there that I started to explore uh, different career opportunities in Washington, D.C., leading me to some really interesting work with the Department of Defense, where I was looking at uh, what was considered transnational threats or threats that uh, are not interested in borders, Um, you know, things like biodefense issues, pandemics, uh, things that uh, all humans experience universally. And are not individual concerns of any one nation, state, or any one government. Um, and it was very, it was very interesting to me to uh, consider what brings us together um, as as a human race, um, and to really uh, understand what we experience as security concerns. So, from my my work that was pretty international at the time, really focusing on the Near East and South Asia uh, relationships that the United States was building. Um, to start looking at other opportunities uh, here domestically in the United States. And of course, the Department of Homeland Security was a brand new cabinet level agency um, and had a lot of different opportunities for entrepreneurial people. Um, Here at at CISA, we are definitely still um, a culture of entrepreneurs. And so we welcome folks who are interested in really, really hard, complex topics uh, that require kind of a diversity of perspective So I was drawn to that. Um, And once I I came over and took a position with the Department of Homeland Security, um, which was the earlier days than the existence of the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, Um, we were known as the National Protection and Programs Directorate back then, Um, I started to get involved with some of the complex security challenges that surrounded our most critical infrastructure. Um, From there, it was kind of a natural jump over to the a uh, problem set that is cybersecurity. Um, so that you know, over the past 15 years, it's it's just been a journey, um, and I'm really, really excited to kind of continue to work within the cybersecurity field and to bring um, different perspectives to a problem set that is it's not going anywhere.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I love, you know, often we think of working in the federal government, we can think of it as very slow and bureaucratic. Um, you know, I've lived in this area for a, a number of years. And um, I just love that the agency has that entrepreneurial feel for a federal federal agency, you know, it's 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 a little bit different than what people can typically assume that they that they know. So that's really great that you have that ability to grow. You
1: know, Absolutely. everything from the ground mm-hmm. up.
0: Yeah. So um Obviously, you're you're a woman working in cyber, and then you're also a woman at the leadership level. So can you talk a little bit about what that experience has been like for you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I have uh, always been interested in uh, teamwork. Honestly, you know, the analyst kind of introverted background was not one that spoke to me. So even when I was in different analyst positions, both at the Department of Defense and my early days with Homeland Security, you know, I was really kind of striving to um, grow teams, to develop teams, to work in team constructs, because the problem sets that we were um, struggling with were so much bigger than any one particular voice or one particular analyst viewpoint. Um, The questions we were asking, of course, were everything from, you know, what is the most nationally significant element of critical infrastructure? Is it part of the energy grid? Is it part of the nuclear sector? What is it that we need to protect? And what are these security requirements that we need to think through to work with folks to put in place? Um, And it it just requires uh, a very team spirited approach, uh, very, very uh, creative and innovative approach. Um, And so I kind of you know, just started moving around between teams. And, you know, one of the really great parts of the federal government is that you are able to um, compete for and apply for uh, different leadership courses and different leadership positions. And eventually, you know, found myself running uh, the threat hunting uh, component here at CISA, which has been just absolutely amazing uh, to be in a leadership position here. Um, It hasn't been easy. So I, I will say that I think there's always the challenge when you're dealing with cybersecurity and other security topics to forget that at the end of the day, the people needing the security um, and feeling that uh, fear or that that feeling of insecurity is not technical. And so a lot of cybersecurity um, gets caught up in that this is a technical problem. We're going to solve it with technical means. It's all about who knows how to run the tool or run the device or understand the different components of network infrastructure. And those are those are really important parts of the cybersecurity field. But the way that uh, we look at the problem set, you know, it takes a kind of a, a, a very different thought process and needs to bring together and harness the different components. Of what makes something secure, and so it took a while, you know, just to be to be quite honest, uh, for me to feel um, at the same level as some of my really really technically proficient peers. Um, many of them were male. Unfortunately, you know, the the STEM field is still predominantly male, and we we need to see more women join uh, up in that 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 different set of disciplines. Um, so it was for a while me, you know, as the lone female at the table, um, different groups, different teams, et cetera. I was often surrounded uh, by very, um, very smart, very technically aware individuals. And, you know, it, w- it was hard for me to not back down or not to um, have a voice or to speak up or to, to share my ideas. Um, but over time, you know, you, you get a little bit more and more sure of yourself. Your confidence level builds. Um, And I found myself um, really enjoying leadership roles and finding that by maintaining that teamwork approach um, and not really the hierarchical structure itself um, and focusing more on uh, teamwork, uh, a team of peers, a team of entrepreneurs with a diversity of perspective. um, That was something that I was interested in leading. and, And that's kind of how I ended up where I am today. Yes, that's so good. That um, just the reminder
0: of the team, the value of the team. Um, even if you're the lone female at the table, but to to still keep on relying on the team and what the many voices bring to it. Um, especially love what you say. The problems that you're solving are bigger than the one voice, which is so true. And just the um, impact that teamwork has on that is really great. So with all that you've done so far, which is which is really phenomenal. Um, what advice would you have for girls and women who want to follow in your footsteps?
1: My, my advice that I kind of wish I could go back in time, you know, just in, in retrospect and, and being a little bit more reflective now that I would give to myself um, and to anyone else, you know, that I have the opportunity to coach or mentor or learn from is just to, to be a little bit more unapologetic. Um, it's okay to ask questions. It's okay to not know All of the information right from the start, it's okay to pursue interest areas and to find a topic interesting enough that you want to commit your time and energy, which is so valuable, um, whether you're male or female to a problem, Um, and to not back away from things that at first, you know, uh, feel like a little bit foreign or a little bit confusing, Um, and to just uh, to have that confidence in yourself and what you uh know that you can bring to the the problem set or the problem solving or to the discussion and to just own that you know just just to be okay with uh knowing that you may not know the latest and greatest of the cybersecurity tools or you know how to write a different script to find a specific type of threat activity that's okay you can learn those uh those skills but you know, the value that we bring as individuals in team constructs is so important. Um, and it's just you got to have that confidence and you've got to be unapologetic um, in your approach to, to to being a part of the team.
0: No, that's really good. Um, I think as it feels like things used to be so much more clear cut with how to get into certain um, professions. Right. And then now as that's diversified and all these different jobs that are out there and different roles that you can take on. It's easy to still think I have to follow the same career path as everybody else, but you know, your career path can be winding and that's okay and take different turns. But um, that confidence in what you have to bring and what your voice has to offer is so, so good. That's really great advice. Um, okay. So kind of like a bonus round, what do you have, like any, any funny, interesting, unique memories or stories you can share about working at SISO?
1: Oh man, (laughs) it's been a, it's been a journey. I will tell you that it's, it's hard to actually think through, uh, all the different, uh, memorable moments. I've, I've had almost 12 years now with this department. Um, and I feel very passionately and strongly about the mission of. Homeland Security and what it means to really work at the local and regional levels to bring better security practices, better security understanding and awareness um, down to those, to those individuals who are responsible or, or carry the weight of the world on their shoulders, right? We, we in Homeland Security aren't doing this for ourselves. We're doing this to, to make the nation safer and to make sure that folks have a trusted advisor Um, in CISA when you've got a really complicated or complex or misunderstood uh, cybersecurity challenge. So, you know, I think from a funny or memorable uh, moment, so, you know, I, um, I run the cyber incident response team. And for anyone that's been tracking the news over the past year or so, we've done everything from help secure the 2020 election to deal with the impacts of the the SolarWinds campaign, uh, lots of of big uh, emergent vulnerabilities have come onto the scene that we've had to do and and support incident response for. So you'll find us as threat hunters uh, happily uh, uh, enjoying any pizza, coffee, or other type of food uh, that is delivered to us when we're working in our 24/7 uh, shifts, so there's there's been a couple of times where you know we've been asked to suddenly jump out and do a media event or do some other um, event in order to obviously talk to what it is we're we're currently working on from an incident response perspective, but we're busy in our you know as I always refer to it our our very very dressed down casual attire, um, eating pizza and just being too much of a mess to hop onto the national screen so. You know, there's been many, many days and nights that we've had to do kind of a Superman telephone change, telephone booth change uh, to go from threat hunter into someone presentable um, on TV. So, you know, I think that's that's something that always strikes me as an interesting area when you're working in threat hunting.
0: Well, thank you for the work you do. Maybe, maybe the American people need to see that down to earth <laughs> as well, behind the scenes. You know, <laughs> eating pizza like this is what it takes to keep you safe, guys. No, I love that, and I love that you're. It's so many years in, and you're still passionate about homeland security. It's so inspiring, and it's and it's so much what we need. So, thank you so much for that. You're welcome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today at ClearCast. For more security clearance news and defense information, please visit us at news.clearancejobs.com.